Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 64 of The Pulse, sitting down with Pastor Pete today to talk about stewardship. This yes. is good stuff. Very good stuff. Hi there, David. Hi there, Pete. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about stewardship today. Uh, many of you probably received an end-of-the-year stewardship letter, part of which was to thank you. We're, we're really grateful for all of your generosity. Incredibly grateful. Big shout-out and thank you to our covenant partners, also our regular attenders and, and guests that give and invest in what is happening at the church. It's really pretty incredible. I mean, over the course of the last three years, we have had our regular giving. But on top of that, there's been this big gen-to-gen campaign, which has required a great deal of sacrifice, um, a lot of faith on people's parts. And uh, so we are so, so thankful for your generosity. In addition to... Oh, go ahead. Well, I just want to say, you know, for Christians, the question isn't whether to give or if to give, really how we give. Yeah. And uh, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, that God loves a cheerful giver. That's one of the things I love about our church because there's a, a joyfulness and a cheerfulness and a desire to invest in what he's doing here. So Absolutely. just a little added there. Yeah, that's great. I know that you have been working with uh, Session kind of from a stewardship standpoint. Can you tell us a little bit more about the rationale behind the letter that we just sent out? So coming into the end of the fiscal year, we're looking back of what's happened with Gen to Gen and with closing out this year strong and then looking forward. And when we look at that, we're seeing we are running a deficit, although the bulletin shows a number, it shows what's budgeted uh, over giving. It looks like, while well, we've been receiving a lot more than we're spending, but actually we don't see the, the cost of running the church and investing in ministries. And so we're, we were giving out that challenge to the congregation, an end of the year investment, gen to gen, an end of the year investment, in uh, the 2018 budget and then moving forward the the desire would be you know everything's getting more expensive but there's some exciting things uh, that are happening in the life of our church big projects that the lord is calling us to step forward with so the challenge would be an increase one to three percent we're calculating in that three percent even three and a half four percent if our giving increases that amount we can accomplish so much more that we have yeah. planned for the coming year. Yeah, that's really, really exciting. If you were to kind of sum up our philosophy of stewardship, how would you do that? Uh, wise investments of the resources God is entrusting to us. So money is a tool. It's neither inherently good or, or, or bad. It's how sure. it's used. It's a tool that God has given to us as stewards. And so our covenant partners entrust that to the elders of the church to make wise investments. Yeah. So that's kind of a given. Part of the philosophy that I want to make sure that we're keeping front and center is communication and transparency with the congregation. You and I both contribute, so we're covenant mm-hmm. partners of our church, but let's just refer to those outside of this office. Sure, Folks entrust their resources to the church that's going to be used for God's purposes. We want to make sure we're communicating regularly how is that money being used? How is it being leveraged for kingdom purposes? Right. Where is it going? And we want to be transparent. We don't want to hide monies where, where they're going. We want you to know where it's going, how it's being used. And so that ongoing communication has to be very, very uh, yeah. front and center. 
that communication is really exciting too because when you see where the funds are going you know how it's being used and you can kind of tangibly uh, put your finger on, oh, that's that's where those tithe dollars are going. It's to invest in youth ministry or children's ministry or missions. That's really exciting. It's it, exciting it to know how God's at work. There's another side to it as well is the idea of reserves. Mm-hmm. So there's different philosophies about stewardship. On the one hand, you say, we should save for a rainy day. You just don't know what's coming uh, down the way. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, well, that's God's money. It's just sitting in a bank account and we should invest, invest, invest. We need to find some balance between yeah. the two. We have some serious facility concerns. We have the number two, three, and four furnace that need to be replaced right. this year. The roof, the roof, the roof. It's not on fire, but it's breaking down yeah. $80,000. And these aren't things that are exciting to invest in. Mm-hmm. One wants to fix your own furnace, let alone yeah. a church furnace, but we need to wisely consider and again mm-hmm. communicate to the congregation invest in children's ministry and youth and in discipleship with the exciting things you yeah. have in store but a portion of that also needs to be saved right. for these big projects yeah. that need to add up for a replacement as soon as we replace a furnace the clock should start ticking of when we will replace it again so we start saving yeah um little by little very very similar to our own home budgets, right? You oh, know yeah. that at some point you're going to have to paint the house, you're going to have to put a new roof on, the refrigerator is going to die. Very similar when it comes to the church here. So we need to be planning and preparing for those sorts of things as well. Do you and Monica have any big projects on that? You just bought a house. Just bought a new house. We yeah. just bought a new house. Yeah. Very expensive living here. Right. So what's the next big thing? Roof probably? The roof probably in a few years here. Yeah. Yeah. New, yeah. Hopefully new patio. Yeah. Expand that a little bit. Same. Have have some more uh, entertaining space. Invite you all to come over and uh, yeah, have a party at the house. So. We had the Strobel home group over. Yeah, and uh, 25, 30 people. Cheryl and I looked at each other and said, "This is why we bought this house. This is yeah. why the Lord led us to buy this house to be able to host." So it's a resource. Yep. It is a tool, but we have to. We have to put some new windows in too. That's not as exciting. <laughs> Nevertheless, you got to save for it. Just like at the church here, we're trying to plan and prepare and be good stewards. And so the challenge is, to those that are listening, I'm thinking the folks that listen are um, covenant partners, big fans of the Pulse and fans of what God's doing here. The challenge would be, would you prayerfully consider increasing your giving in the coming year? Our mission council, our deacons, those are separately funded. And so it's above and beyond your investment. Mm -hmm. But what we want to avoid is gifts given to specific ministries because... Well, we think, well, gosh, I don't think they're investing enough in preschool or enough in discipleship. We want to see the budget that the elders are going to approve. This coming Monday night, they're going to approve the budget. This reflects the priorities, mm-hmm. the position, and the direction that the Lord has for us. There's exciting things. Yeah, I, I, I want to be careful with using that word vision mm-hmm. uh, because I think it's something that we share together of discerning where God's leading us. But what's happening with the preschool Mm-hmm. The Jerusalem outreach to the schools in the area, the, the the growth that's happening in this area, we are positioned now to see a great harvest for the Lord. Absolutely, and part of that that vision comes from our theology of giving, our theology of stewardship. Um, so, what's uh, if you take all that into consideration, what should be our motivation for giving? So, so God loves a cheerful giver. I said at the outset. It's motivated of the generosity God has shown to us. I'll give you a, a passage. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 8 9. Talk about the, the great exchange 
of what Christ has given to us and what we've Mm -hmm. received. Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Yeah. So this great motivator to see in the gospel Christ giving up the riches of heaven for us. That's the great exchange. He became poor that we could become rich. So money because a tool that God puts in our hands to use. And really, what do you think about the, the concept of where our treasure is? There our heart will be also. Yeah, absolutely. Matthew 6, uh, 21. What's your well, it's take pretty, on that? Well, uh, it's pretty telling when you look at where you spend your funds. If I, if I look at my budget, I think there are definitely seasons where uh, I'm storing up my treasures in places that mm. perhaps I don't need to be or shouldn't be. You know, there are those purchases that would be really nice, but I don't necessarily need to do that right now. Um, so when, when Monica and I sit down and we look at our finances and our budget, we try and make sure that that the church, uh, other giving opportunities are are a priority. It's a previous pastor that, that I, I worked with, he said, you know, I want to be able to give both strategically and spontaneously. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good way of looking at it. How can I give in a strategic way through regular ties, but also be at a place financially where uh, I'm able to give spontaneously when a need arises? Um, and I think that's just a really powerful, really, really great way to look at it, I guess, just on a personal level, but also as a church. How can we plan and be strategic with the way that we're giving and, and investing funds, but also be at a place where we're financially able, uh, when a need arises in the community, to invest in that? Um, and that's what, I think that's where we want to be as a church. I, I love that. Yeah. We, we teach tithing, a percentage, that first fruits of your, of your offering. I give 10% back to the church. Mm-hmm. That's my the first calling I have to invest here. But as you said, there's yeah. some tithes and offerings that are above and beyond. Yeah. Um, Cheryl taught me that when we were first married. Yeah. She said, okay, honey, we're going we're gonna to tithe. Said, what? <laughs> I was making $11 an hour. I think she was making eight twenty-five. dollars Okay, yep. first fruits, 10% tithe. Not everyone's there and ready to do that. We have seen a great blessing in that. I want to be careful when you talk about yeah. finances and blessing and motivations, but 2 Corinthians 9, 6, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. That's, mm-hmm. that's in scripture. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Yeah. You look at the Old Testament, you look at the, the, the those minor prophets, as one voice, they're saying, why, why do we give? Why do we give back to God's yeah. kingdom? So our soul doesn't rot. Yeah. That's really the, the motivator. Um, and so the question becomes, does all of that tithe, does that all go to the local church? Do you mm-hmm. divide that out? I think it, it, however you and the Lord work that out. Sure. I'll tell you one thing. I never want to know exactly how much someone in the church. Mm-hmm. And I will never look at the financial records because yeah. it would cause for you or for me as pastors here, we would might treat someone differently. And that's... Right. That's, that's not something we want to do. No bueno. No, not at all. So, you know, as we're talking about stewardship, um, we get busy, right? Life gets busy. Sometimes it can be hard to um, remember that check on a Sunday morning. We do have some easy ways. Sure. And, and you and I have been talking about that a little bit. And so if you're you're one of those people that find yourself kind of busy and it's hard to remember to bring that, you can go online. If you go to um, maplevalleychurch.org and you go to giving, there's some great easy ways to set that up automatically. Um, obviously, there's a there's a motivational factor behind it. And so there is something powerful about being able to put that check in or that, sure. that cash in, in the offering bag. But also at the same time, um, there is something about that consistency and, and remembering to do it. And I know that when I look at my own life and everything that's going on, sometimes that can be really challenging to remember. So if you 
want an easy way to kind of make that a regular part of your uh, giving process, you can set that up online, which is fantastic. We've moved so much to a non-cash yeah. check kind of world that it makes sense. And again, right. as you said, that ongoing stewardship, you're gone all summer, you, you, you pop in a few Sundays. It's hard to remember those it is. things. Well, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Pulse. I hope that this conversation with Pastor Pete and myself has been beneficial for you and that you have a better understanding of how we approach stewardship here at MVPC. And we hope that you'll listen to us again next time for episode 65 of The Pulse. Have a great day. Bye-bye.